like inspiration now has become my motivation. My feet are planted, solid concrete on this planet. Look at me, I take advantage. Came around this like I'm planted. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Inside the Cage. I am your host, Terrell Campbell. And I am your man, Jerome Spann. And if you can't tell, Jerome wanted to be like me today because he's wearing his Roman Reigns shirt, too. But, oh, you say, oh, hell no. But I know at WrestleMania, we'll be saying, oh, hell yeah, when Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out for the KO show. But for those of you that have been missing us and don't seem to realize that this is your home for everything, MMA, pro wrestling, and entertainment. All right? This is Inside the Cage Combat, ladies and gentlemen. So, you're not... I mean, there's no Daryl Mace. I mean, I was expecting to see Daryl today, but I guess he had other plans going on. Sorry, Daryl. We missed you. Daryl has to be... Uh, he might be able to join us here. I'm actually talking to him via text. We'll see. You know, Daryl has to be daddy on Saturdays. So, you know, he had to be a little bit of daddy Daryl today. So, we're going to see if he can get in. Yeah, usually time I'm only daddy is when I'm with my girlfriend. But... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I can't help him. He is who he is. Y'all know who he is. They know. Who, wait, hold on. I'm gonna hit him with this line. They think they know me. They never knew me. You, you fucking stop it right now. <laughs> stop it. You are not Edge. Okay. You are not the rated R superstar. Hey, I can stand on a mountain of omnipotence. Okay. I I can do it. I can do it. I can look down. From my ivory bed and just tell people I am the greatest thing ever. But I will tell you what one of the greatest things that shouldn't have happened but did happen is. And that is, yes, this is MMA news, ladies and gentlemen. Jorge Masvidal attacking Kobe Covington at a Miami restaurant a mere week after their fight in Jerome, when I heard that report, I thought, okay, these two guys ran into it, ran into each other on the street, and that's what happened. No, Kobe, being the boisterous jackass that he is, decided that he was going to put on Facebook where he was at, and you know, talking all this trash, making a king of Miami belt, and Jorge. Listen, at the end of the day, people need to remember one thing about Jorge Masvidal: he is still a dude. From the streets of Miami, okay? Granted, 
nice as hell, nice guy. He is an extremely nice guy. I've had the pleasure of meeting him, but he is still a guy from the streets of Miami. And we knew after the fight, three oh five for life, baby. Woo! Uh, But we, but even after the fight, we knew the whole thing wasn't over. So, Jerome, I gotta, I gotta ask you, like, what was your whole take on Kobe Covington? And the Jorge Masvidal restaurant incident because this is just something that was just like it, it, it astounded me when I first heard about it. Well, I'm gonna tell you this much: when I first saw the news story break, I was like, "Oh, it must have been one of these. Oh, they got into a little shoving match, and maybe one punch was thrown, and you know, that's it. There was nothing really major that's going on." But then. I actually looked up the story and I was like, holy shit, this man Masvidal wasn't playing when he said he was going, when he saw him in the streets, he was going to give him that work. And uh, yeah, I think Kobe Covington might have learned a lesson about um, not going too far when you're promoting because he finally met the right one, right? He finally met, he finally got to the one that was like, Nah, bro, you ain't going to talk about my family like that. I'm not going. They, they, we could promote all you want. We can do all that, all that jibber-jabber, talk shit about each other, um, you know, try and, you know, throw in some of the little racial components. We can, we can do all that, but you don't talk about my family, and I can completely understand where it comes from. Because, look, I am not sensitive. You know, see, I'm not sensitive about a lot of things. But you talk about my family, I get sensitive pretty goddamn quick. So I can understand, especially – from Jorge's, uh, you know, side of it, seeing this man had talked greasy about your daughters and stuff too. Oh no, 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 no! Yeah, you, this this is no longer business now. This is personal, and I'm coming for you. I don't even care about the business no more. I don't care about the check, none of that. I'm coming for that head, baby. Because you want to talk about my babies? Mm-mm. Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. And, and the words of old Stone Cold. <laughs> and that's the thing, Jerome. Like say. And and for those of you that don't know, me and Jerome have known each other for going on 22 years. Okay. Yes, we are old. He's old as shit. I'm I'm still young and vibrant. But how am I old as shit and you ain't old as shit? That don't even make no sense, right? Okay. Who 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 wakes talking about like who wakes up talking about? Oh man, my knees are shot. My back is shot. My shoulders shot. I don't know who that is. I got a bad shoulder and a bad back, but I don't wake up every day bitching about them. So you can mm, suck it. I say I want I want to get Jerome's Jerome's significant other, his fiance, on on the line to answer this question because she'll give us the truth. Because Jerome's lying to you. He he's she's get her get her let let her make a cameo let her make a cameo get her on the get her on the video see because he's afraid he's afraid that he's gonna get exposed just like kobe covington she she just she's not camera ready right now i'm not gonna be like hey get camera ready so you can come through this asshole to rail wrong okay i'm not gonna do that okay so suck it (laughs) t but but what the, the point I was getting to was we've known each other a long time. Let's say, and me and you have traded barbs with each other. But the one thing we both know, don't say nothing about our family, though. Don't say nothing because, hey, we've known each other 22 years. But best believe, we will have no problem squaring up with each other about some stuff like that. Man, look, think about it. Over the years, when we've had conversations about stuff that's gone on with our parents, both of us always preface stuff very carefully in, like, you know, we try to make sure that it comes across not disrespectful at all. But this man, this man, Kobe, 
uh, as a matter of fact, the dude that's hopping in here now, our our guy Daryl, his guy Kobe Covington, lost his damn mind. I was talking about somebody's family. I don't know why he decided to do that, but he was talking about that man's family. And because he decided he was going to talk about his family, he got that work. Okay, so hey, I'm gonna tell you this much: they president need to go talk to him. Okay, his fighters seem to be fighting a lot with one another, so they president might want to go talk to them. Okay. <laughs> uh, See, Daryl, Daryl tried to talk. Daryl's trying to talk, but you know, like I say, they're just. Let's say I guarantee you, it'll be a Kobe Covington uh, conspiracy theory. They won't let Daryl talk because he's on my side. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to turn into. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! And see, but all I'm saying is, though, like real talk, you can't sit there and talk about somebody's family and not expect to then get the business right. Like especially when you, whether you're in football, like we talk about this all the time too. We've talked about this for years on the show, which is that the football players and fighters, they're a whole different breed than the rest of us, right? They are something different you don't want to fuck with those guys and when you do like the, like the old expression goes right when you mess with the bull you get the horns they're the bull every time and they're gonna come give you the horns no problem and so when you see stuff like this happen it's it, you know it catches you by surprise a little bit right because you're like wow they actually this this was some real shit because a lot of times we see all this um blustery talk right where it's just real promotion all of it is just pure promotion it's not real anything real at all but this it got real very, very fast. And I think we're going to learn a lesson. Some guys are going to learn the lesson, which is, hey, I need to draw the line where I'm going to talk shit about somebody. I'm not going to talk about their kids. I'm not going to talk about you know their wife, whatever it may be, right? Because this is the first incident of more that will come if people keep taking stuff to the personal line that they do, especially when you talk about somebody's kids, you don't talk like, look, man, talk greasy about me. All you want Don't talk about my baby, dog. You talk about my baby. I'm ready to beat your ass. <laughs> like that's just plain out simple. I mean, like I say, another example, we saw that, that where things got completely out of hand, not on, not on the streets, but like I say, still in the arena, look back at Khabib versus Connor. Like, we saw a brawl happen in the arena, okay? In the arena. Because of Daryl's that... fans. Up, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see? So Kobe can't say that it's a conspiracy anymore. We can hear Daryl now. Daryl, go ahead. Give us your take. Uh, well, well, you know, Daryl, uh, hey, you better be careful here. You better be careful. He I'm has a red like hat it. just sitting on the shelf waiting to pull it out for fighters like Kobe. So you better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see no shells and no red hats here. First off, What's let's up? get this straight. Mazadov had 25 minutes to handle what was said. He didn't do it. Then he had excuses. Now, I can't believe how you can go ahead and sucker punch somebody at least two or three times and not knock them out and then manage to <laughs> get their tooth. That's fine. But at the same time, Kobe don't have to freaking press charges. The state can. So at the end of the day, it could not even be Kobe doing whole what rest. He turned himself. Well, he turned himself in. So at the end of the day, like, it, we could say the same thing about Jones and Comier. Like, that was stopped, and that was bad blood automatically. So you have to have some kind of self-restraint. 
regardless of the fact, because Jones did talk about Comier's wife. No difference if he's talking about children either. So at the same time, you can't look at Kobe a certain, a certain way, and you have to compare it to all the other things that had happened in the UFC. So if you really think about it, Jorge just got in his feelings because he got trolled to death. He got freaking manhandled by by the American Khabib at this point. <laughs> what that was <laughs> in the freaking octagon. And then he the best he can do is hug the freaking gate of the cage. So at the end of the day, he was talking too much. He was talking so he, he was cashing. I don't know what. He was writing checks, and he wasn't cashing any of them. He did that with the last fight with Usman. And he got his ass snot boxed out of here. So <laughs> at this point, like, I don't care what happens. All I know is this. Kobe can continue doing what Kobe does, and you can either take it as promotion or you could take it as uh, – emotional set at the same day everybody are everybody is men you know how, what to do with yourself so it is what it is that's what I'm well, I, I, well i personally think that kobe covington needs to get rid of that make america great again hat and he needs to get one that says kamaro broke my face so that's that's <laughs> that I, I think that's where the route he needs to go but but like <laughs> say, you know his the, hat would say marty fake news man <laughs> yep <laughs> Yeah, but ain't no fake news. He got his bro- job jaw broken by Kamaru. <laughs> I say he even said it in the fight. I think he broke my jaw. I mean, come on now. In the middle of a fight, you're that weird that the man broke your jaw. Come on. But when your jaw going click 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 every time you move it, I mean, yeah, you kind of know. <laughs> True. Think, but thinking though, thinking and actually breaking the jaw is two different things. You know, I'm just saying. Hey, <laughs> hey when your jaw sounded like. You know what I'm saying? I think you might know that your job's broken. Uh, I say, but with everything going on with Masvidal, they say the talks for his next fight got to be up in the air because we're, let's say, because there's been reports that Masvidal's next fight was supposed to be against Conor McGregor. And I don't know about you two, but that's one of those fights that You've got two guys both coming off, you know, not impressive, you know, runs in the UFC. Both need a big win. And you got to you gotta understand that these, like, that fight, like, just, here's some problem. And, and Jerome, I know you'll agree with me. McGregor's name will sell a pay-per-view no matter what. Because, because of the fact that you have those Connor fanboys out there that think, oh, no, he got cheated. Oh, this and that. Oh, no, they tried to fix this. Call them what they are, T. They a bunch of stands. They out there. Please don't go. What why? <laughs> like they, them boys are stands. Okay, they in the car right now, writing the letter to Connor. Okay, you know what it is. Right, right. But, but McGregor's always gonna sell. Masvidal after after his fight against Askren, and then after the BMF title fight against Diaz, he has his diehard fans as well. So. That's one of those fights that when I heard that there was rumblings of that fight possibly happening, I'm just like, okay, we know when that fight would possibly happen. It would be International Fight Week in July. I don't know about the specific dates, but it would be International Fight Week because that's when the UFC says, hey, we're going to put on some of our biggest fights during International Fight Week. And that's what they tend to do. They put on really good fights during that July card because they want 
to pe- they want people who travel to get more bang for the buck. I mean, International Fight Week is like the UFC's version of the Super Bowl or WrestleMania. That is basically what it is. But we have to look at it in terms of is this a fight that is going to generate as much interest as it would have if maybe you would have made it I'll say I'll say about a year and a half ago. I'm not going to go too back far back two years. I'm going to go a year and a half ago before Connor broke his leg and before Connor got dusted up by Dustin. I mean, say it, say it right. Before oh, Dustin, Dustin gave him the two piece in the basket twice. Dustin was washing that man twice. It's like Connor, Connor got the two piece with the biscuit and he ain't get no honey. Yeah. You don't like that, huh, Daryl? You don't like that? You, you don't like what I talk about? How your man's got pieced up? Okay, twice? you're going. You're you're going to have to stop with this. Conor McGregor is my man's. Let's get this. That shit. is your man's, bro. What you mean? Yeah. How, wait, how is he not your man's? Now all of a sudden he ain't your man's. When all the other time previously he been your man's. Now you want to try to say he ain't your man's? You know what, Daryl? Daryl, I bet you got a bottle of proper twelve whiskey right in your house, don't you? You know he don't do. You? You know, Don't you. Probably sitting, you probably open up them doors. I right sit proper, the but I ain't having no proper 12. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I tell you, I tell you right now. Seeing that fight a year ago will probably be like, yeah, just off the hype of the BMF. That right there. But now the Usman fight sounds more better than that, than that match. Conor versus Usman versus Jorge, wash, Jorge, uh, wash, Jorge. Why? See, this is why I say Conor is your man's. You always trying to hand him another title fight. I'm, I'm thinking about the you UFC, the better it. profit, the better profit. I'm thinking, bro, about. Conor McGregor. Like me and Tia talked about this for years. D and you and D, you know this too to be factual. You slap Conor McGregor's Conor McGregor's name on the card, it's going to sell, okay? Because he promotes his little. Look, I may not have the most respect for him as his career as a as a MMA fighter, but the dude is one of the greatest promoters of all time. As far okay, as okay, then, then then how about this? Jorge versus Conor, Usman versus Conor, or Kobe versus Conor. I'll take Masvidal. Whichever fight results in me not having to watch Conor McGregor, not have another important fight in the UFC, give me that one. <laughs> Come on, you gotta pick one. Pick one. Which uh, one, all right, which one right. would you? Which one would you feel like it will sell the most? At this point, what would sell the most? Yes. Probably ends up being. Usman and, and McGregor because you have the champion and then one of the greatest promoters ever for a fight. That as far as pure buys, if we're going off of what the common people would buy, I would say yeah, it would probably be um it would probably be that one. As much as I hate to say it, because I fucking hate Conor McGregor at this point. He's so he is washed, he is done, he is a paper paper champion he is the paperish champion of the paper champions he's worse than Aljamain Sterling at least Aljamain Sterling is willing to get in here and fight again for the title what you mean this dude this dude yeah. wearing the belt is like I'm whoa, never whoa, defending whoa, whoa, it whoa, ever, ever whoa 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 Aljamain has stolen this title shot for the longest right now hey this but at man, least he's willing to fight kind of be like nah bro I'm gonna just give up the belt I'm gonna I won't believe 
he won't be in that octagon until I see him walk down that freaking strip. I don't believe Al Jermaine's going to do it. I don't think I, that man want to go to his grave. Hey, at least he's willing to sign a contract to do it. Your boy Conor McGregor, like, I win a title, and then I'm out of here. Well, he's about to be he, – he, he wants to do what uh, Henry Cejudo wants to do, like three three championships, one in every division. Hey, he can do it. He can go win them, but he ain't going to defend them. Who Conor McGregor ain't beat nobody at this point, bro. That dude is watched. Yes. Give him his natural weight. Give him a natural weight, and we'll see. What's his okay, natural weight? Hold on. Let, let me ask you a question. What was he fighting at with these last two fights? Something he wasn't at. You know he wasn't wasn't a one fifty fiver. He's not one fifty fiver no more. What, he's not what are you talking about? No more. How can he you say he's it. not a one fifty fiver? The man was fighting at featherweight when he beat Jose. How many? He, how he many fought one fifty. How many years ago? Hold on. Ago? He fought. He fought Jose. He fought uh, Eddie Alvarez. Sorry, I forgot the guy who got knocked out in the second round. But oh, he he, he fought Eddie. Baby. Yep, <laughs> he he fought Eddie Alvarez at lightweight. Won that fight. I mean, how can you say he's not fighting at his natural weight? Because guess what? Hey, natural weight to me is the weight that you technically walk around at. And Connor usually fights fights was fighting weight classes below. Let's say when he was at 145, the man was walking around at 155, 156 pounds. When he was fighting 155, he was probably walking around at close to 159, 160. So you can't say he's not at his natural weight class. As Let's say welterweight is more of an unnatural fit for Connor because he had to go up in weight. He has to put on muscle. He has to put on size. And believe me, Connor's still going to be small if he fights at welterweight. And a guy like Kumaro Usman, who is just built like a fucking brick shit house that tells you and 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 and, and Jerome I have to disagree with you because Usman versus McGregor that's gonna be a boring ass fight that's gonna be Usman hitting Connor once taking him down and beating the piss out of him like Khabib did I'm but sorry I'm not excited for that fight the question wasn't the question wasn't really what fight are you excited for the question was more it was what fight is gonna sell the most and that one would sell the most how would it sell more than Jorge and Connor? They're both strikers. That's what a lot of these fans want to see. They want to see a striking match, match, especially with guys who are predominantly strikers. We know you take take Connor against a high level wrestler. He's getting taken down and he's getting beaten the hell up. Jorge, Say, Jorge loses it. Uh, loses the title of being a striker. He loses it. Drops his hands, plays around, and doesn't even swing when. The time is right, so he. Yeah, he but he can, that. he can still strike two teeth out of Kobe Covington's face, but yeah, if I if I suck a punch while they're not looking, <laughs> I could too. Hey, hey, hey he walked up. Hey, 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 Kobe didn't even fight. Kobe didn't even fight back. I I got a question for you, Daryl. If somebody was saying gr something greasy about one of your babies, should that person take their eye off of you? I'll take it back to uh, Stewie. Uh, where's my money, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm saying, so was it really Jorge was wrong or Kobe was over there slipping? Because, I mean, he was talking crazy. Well, Jorge, Jorge did family. it wrong because he self-snitched on himself first. Then he did it. That self-snitched again. <laughs> yeah, that's the only part that I disagree with at all. That self-snitching so, he was doing. Like, stop that. And on, on top of that, you did it at a restaurant 
when people are distracted. He didn't do that. Like, hey, let me look at your location. No, he 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 didn't. He did the the whack. I can't be seen and then run away. You seen the video? Do y'all seen the video? No, I I've seen parts of the video. No, I ain't seen the video. You, you, I saw the aftermath. See, what I saw the aftermath you, with the cops. If you if you seen the video that the the exact time it actually happened, you wouldn't be talking about this Jorge nonsense right now. Hey, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it to you again. If you talk greasy about my family, I my best advice for you is when you had the keep, legal time to do that nonsense to pay nah, me bro, back for all that le- smack legal talk. time. Legal time. What is we talking about, baby? You talking about? I gotta wait. If you want to talk greasy about my family in my face, you better not take your eye off of me. You better not. If we in the same vicinity, you better not take your eye off of me. Because I promise you, as soon as I catch you slipping, it's on. It's on. Man, this man been talking about Jorge for a long time. And I tell you, like, at least a good two years. Now, all of a sudden, after he gets his butt whooped, then he wants to start showing up at restaurants and going ahead and sucker punching. That's that's cool. That's and cool. now you see why I say those are Daryl's mans right there. You, you see the defense team? No, I'm you looking at it fair. I'm, lo- I'm just looking it? at it fair. He defending Kobe like he Johnny Cochran and he OJ. I'm saying, I'm, just, I'm saying. <laughs> like, like. It's like the glove didn't fit. Of course it fit. He punched him with it. And I was like, no, it didn't. That wasn't Kobe. Come on now. Hey, all I'm gonna say is this: I'll take the Kobe <laughs> route all the time. That's just me. <laughs> oh, so, so you gonna talk greasy about somebody's family and then be like, I don't gotta worry about them. I'm perfectly fine. That's what yep. you're doing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> like, well, why, 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 did, why did Jerome look like he was at a girl at a summer party when he just put his hands up like this? Like, he right ready to change the channel. <laughs> like, oh, like, yay. Like, oh, that's, that's all I thought of at that moment. <laughs> but oh, like I say, reg- regardless, like I say, this this whole thing's going to play out. We're, we're going to see where it goes in the meantime. But as we transition over into the world of entertainment, though, all right, Jerome, I already asked you this question. So, Daryl, I'm going to pose this question to you. Have you watched the new series on Peacock called WWE Evil? I haven't did it yet. I was going to today. <laughs> I actually was for once. I was actually going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is it really about? It's just showing the background and how they choose their char- how they do their characters and their gimmicks, pretty much. Is that pretty yeah, much it, it? it really does. And it shows some of the more like. All right, so I've watched, I want to say, three episodes so far, and you do have some. You do have some people like the one episode I would refuse to watch is the very first one, and that's about Hulk Hogan, and I'm refuse to watch that for my own personal reasons. But, but you do have, you know, like say Sasha Banks, The Miz, Ric Flair, The Brothers of Destruction, uh, Roman Reigns. Like I say, there's eight episodes of. It. I can't remember everybody that's on there, but you have the like like talking about how how much these people have flourished as being the as being the villains now granted i will say that that watching the brothers of destruction one i can't nec- i understand why they did the brothers of destruction because kane and the undertaker put together is just a kane is just one of those combinations that you can't deny but in all honesty 
outside of his uh, outside of two times in his career. Okay, I'll say three times. The Undertaker wasn't really that villainous. Like, look at him when he first came in in 1990. Okay, you know, he was villainous. And then around, like, what, 92, 93, fans started liking him more and more and more. And then... And then, then, then the corporation. And then... The ministry. Yeah, when he did the Ministry of Darkness, then he was a little evil. And then... Well, he was very evil in the Ministry of Darkness. I can't even lie. He was crucifying people. Come on now. But... <laughs> And, it, and and that's something I was surprised. They didn't even touch on that for Undertaker. But uh but when you look at uh like say outside of that, the only other time that he was evil was when he was the American badass and he was going around well, making Jim Ross kick kiss Vince McMahon's ass and he was, you know, you know, beating the tar out of out of Maven because Maven eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. I mean, it was just all sorts of different stuff going on. Favorites, Maven. He loves Terrell. Loves Maven. Darryl That's right. Maven. First season, tough enough winner. First season, tough May, enough winner. May, May, Baby. The only, thing, the only thing I can say that I liked about Maven was probably his own theme, and that's it. Other than that, he was just trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, like it's like it's like it's like looking at Billy Kidman in the WWE. That's why I take Maven as. But but hey, Terrell, I just got one question for you. What are those personal reasons you don't want to watch the Hulk Hogan one, huh? Hmm? <laughs> what, what What are those personal reasons? I, 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 I'm curious. I don't know. To what I don't those know, personal bro- reasons I, could be. I don't know, brother, but uh, let's just say <laughs> that uh, he said some questionable things in the past. You know, questionable things with a short performance. Anyways. Oh! But, but, Boy. but like I say... The, I, I'll say that the Undertaker, so far the Undertaker and the Kane one, like I say, fell a little short for me. But Sasha Banks's, oh man, that was so good. I I enjoyed that one thoroughly because it really highlighted like her time in NXT, um, and it also really, really highlighted when she came back after taking her, what was it, three four month sabbatical, and she came back with the blue hair, so. You know, and the most recent one I've watched was The Miz. And you know what? I got to give credit where credit's due. The Miz is one of those people that has highly been slept on for so long. Like, the guy's been there so long, and he has done great work. And because we all remember a few years ago when The Miz did that whole Talking Smack segment with Daniel Bryan, and he straight up went off. Like, he went off. And around that time, that's when there was a lot of buzz around the Miz. And no one could deny that the man was hot. And the man made that intercontinental title relevant again. Okay? We let's say we can we can all talk about the intercontinental title and how great it was in the past, but at that point in time, there was such a amalgamation of champions that you could not really see who the real you, you couldn't name all of them. Let's say right now. Right now, if I asked you, who's the Intercontinental Champion, how long is it going to take for you to pop out the answer? Not long. Not long. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's that's an invitation to answer, Daryl. I mean, that. that was... uh, yeah, that's so it was. I mean, <laughs> Daryl over here, not long. How about you say the answer? Because um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, that's right. He did just win it. That's right. Right. He, right. That's right. Little throw my body everywhere. Finally got a championship. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out to Ricochet, by the way, man. We do love you right here, Ricochet. You know what I'm saying? We support you right here. And I and also I have to say, T, as far as the Miz goes, we're one of the wrestling shows that has long supported the Miz, even before he got hot to the level that he was, because we saw the we saw the vision. We saw that this dude could get a genuine reaction out of people, and from there. It has only gotten better and better and better. I mean, for God's sake, we saw this dude start out on the Real World Road Rules Challenge, and now he is one of the most known wrestlers on the planet. That's crazy, bro. And there, there I even say the most. I would say he's one of the two most successful Real World alumni out there. Who's the other one you're thinking of? Jamie Chung. Jamie Chung. Who is Jamie Chung? You know, I can that? Bad with you're, 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 you're you 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 remember that god awful Dragon Ball Evolution movie? Oh, uh-huh. no. oh she's no. the one who played Chi Chi. I need to look at her face and see here. I and plus, that. oh her, okay, that's fair. Oh, I forget. You know what? I forgot she came from the real world. I forgot all about and, that. And plus, she just did did a stint on that uh, Dexter, uh, like say continuation story, Dexter New Blood. So. I say she's like I say those are the top two, but like 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 you said, a lot of people don't remember she came from the real world. Yeah, she was in in, in New Orleans, you know, with your boy David Broom. Ski double, da, come on, be my baby tonight. Woo! Yeah, yeah, she was on she was on that season. Oh, still to this day, favorite. Still to this day, one of my favorite performances on Chappelle's show was Dave Chappelle performing with David Broom at the end Ooh. of the show. I'm just like, yes, yes. And for those of you that don't remember which episode that is, that's the one where it's the mad real world, son. Home movies. Double D double D. Screen double D double Come on, you rotten bitch. Be Come on, baby. Daryl. <laughs> Come on, Daryl. You were supposed to hit the next notes. Come on, baby. Where you at? Where you at? The only thing that pops up for that episode was uh, you just stabbed my dad. (laughs) 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 Uh, My favorite is, uh, no, Tyree, you had sex with me, too. Okay, I had sex with Katie, too. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great episode with Charlie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's like say that was that that was definitely one of those episodes where I was just like, because you gotta think, like, say, we were in high school when that came out. Like, how do you process that stuff when you're like, like, four, like what, 15, 16? That's around the time Chappelle's show came out, like 15, 16. Jerome was closer to about 20. But, um, whoa, 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 Okay, I ain't no year well, older than you, so you can go I, ahead. I just feel I feel young again. <laughs> hold, 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 hold up, player! Hold up, player! <laughs> Daryl, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, you don't get to say that. No, 
<laughs> you know damn well you old too. Stop that right now. Uh-uh. Y'all, y'all, you got y'all. babies in the house, Daryl. You are automatically aging at a rate twice the twice as much as me, dog. I don't hey, that. I'm gonna be 31 for like five years. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Boy, y'all old niggas be trying to lie to each other. I'm not trying to lie. Old fellas. I'm not trying to lie. I'm I'm just like fine wine. I get better with age. I got I got one thing that's not getting better in age. The Bullet what? Club. Have you not seen this nonsense? Have you not? I have. I have. And we'll we'll touch base a little bit with that when we get to the wrestling <laughs> section of the show. But that, in the meantime, <laughs> but but in the meantime, though, it's... hey Daryl, do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? Uh, uh, no, no. The time you're thinking of is wrong because, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Spans shenanigans. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the mind of this madman right here. This guy. Ooh, the prettiest guy in ITC, baby. Let's go. But yes, welcome back to the mind of a madman. This is your man, Jerome Spann, and we, of course, have got some stories for you. It's not too many, but uh, we got a few for you that that you might find a little bit interesting. And we have to start at the top with something that I know we are going to cover more in depth on ITC Sports Ball. But we have to start right here. Urban Meyer was a complete shit show this entire NFL season, Okay. <laughs> Um, he, he absolutely was an, what you could call an embarrassment. Well, over the last week, a story came out about Urban Meyer stating that, um, Mr. Meyer seemed to not know, not a damn thing about how the NFL life is or about even some of the NFL's greatest players. Why am I bringing this up? You say, because in this story that was dropped by SI, he was said to not know who Aaron Donald is. Fellas, I have to ask you a question. T, I know you don't even watch football every Sunday, but you know who Aaron Donald is, right? I'm fully aware of who the guy who is considered the best defensive player in the league is. Like I say, and you're, I'm not talking for his position. I'm talking in the league like Aaron Donald is one of those guys that hey if I could draft him in in, in an IDP fantasy football league yo that guy's going first round no doubt I'm getting him because I know that man gonna put up numbers I mean come on defensive player of the year I mean how do you not know who Aaron Donald is and call yourself a coach it's just so goddamn disrespectful Ah, yes. So, um, yes, Urban Meyer, I I just have to say, if anybody hires you after this, which I'm sure some college will end up doing, like, Daryl, I have little, little doubt on this, right? We've talked about this on Sports Ball at length, where we know the business of of football, right? Somebody will probably hire him again at some point. But Jesus, (laughs) how could you at this point? This guy has shown his whole ass to everyone man 
Daryl, in there, in this same report, I know you haven't had the chance to read it yet here, but in that same report, he said to some of his grown man players, Daryl, if I cut you guys, you wouldn't even be able to get anything but a job paying you $15 an hour. Okay? Basically telling them they were worthless. Dang, you gonna tell you gonna tell your people to work at Amazon? Damn. <laughs> basically, basically, bro. And so I just have to say, Urban Meyer, my God, me and Mace thought it was going to be a shit show when the year started. Oh, we could not have imagined that it was going to be this bad. So, Urban Meyer, my man, you are the clown of the week. Yep, we get the clown of the week right away, baby. Like, right off top, clown of the week, Urban effing Meyer. Now, moving forward here, I have to at least give this man some credit for finally doing, doing his fucking job a little bit here. Excuse my language, people. I know I'm a little, I'm a little fired up today. But um it's a colorful show. We got it. <laughs> but Senator Joe Manchin finally deciding to actually vote for something because he has even said he is going to confirm the Supreme Court nominee that Joe Biden has put forward, putting the first, which is going to more than likely result in putting the first African American woman on the Supreme Court. So Joe Manchin, for all the times that I'd be trying to put my foot up your ass for holding up progress. I got to at least thank you for not being a dickhead and doing your job, Joe Manchin. Appreciate it. We can finally move forward a little bit here. Now, mind you, people, if you want to have a conversation about who the nominee is, is this somebody that I would have chosen? All the whole different conversation, but we're not here for that. We're here to just tip our hat to the first woman, that is, black woman that is going to go on to the Supreme Court plain out and simple and why is this happening because joe manchin finally decided to get off his freaking ass and actually vote for something that he should be voting so all that being said thank you for finally doing something right joe manchin now we still need to vote your punk ass out because even though you are you were going and you're willing to vote for miss jackson there I didn't forget about that other shit you did. I didn't forget about that other progress that you held up, Joe. So uh, your time is coming, buddy. <laughs> That's all I can say for you. Moving forward here, though, um, there was a lot of talk. I'm sorry, people. I know it's a, li it's a little bit political right here, right now. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, but some shit's happening, and I still have to pay attention to it. So y'all got to, too. Okay? <laughs> all right. So... Um, my man Bernie Sanders is out here trying to point out to y'all cats again about how the corporate tax rate is all messed up. I just want to point out to all of y'all, okay? Understand something. In our country's greatest times, those times that are lauded about where the country was building up so much and we were doing this and that, we had high, cor what we redeemed as now, high corporate tax rates, Okay. Back in the days, we can even take this back to even as far as like Eisenhower. There were tax rates that were up to like 90% on some of these companies that weren't really, they were just trying to stack money, okay? That weren't really trying to reinvest. There was ways to get your, your tax rate down in those days. They, they That's the myth that they don't want to tell you about, right? That all these corporations will never tell you. <laughs> Is that even when the corporate tax rate was super high, there was ways 
for you to bring it way down if you were reinvesting in your company, if you were reinvesting in your people, if you were doing things to help the communities out, right? If you were doing those things, you could bring your rate down. You could make more money. But now it's just like, hey, let's just take all the money. So people, I have to implore to you again, please, please, please vote for some people that are more willing to tax the rich scumbags that are literally taking all of the money. Plain out and simple, this is how you know it's rich, rich scumbaggery at this point, okay? During the pandemic, these rich scumbags were making all-time profits while everybody else was struggling, trying to figure out how they were going to get their next meals, how they was going to pay bills, all that stuff. These rich scumbags were making more money than ever before. I think something's out of whack, people. So again, please keep paying attention to what is going on. And I'm going to tell it to you again, just because this mother trucker Trump is gone doesn't mean he, for one, can't get back and doesn't mean, too, that guys like Mitch McConnell, who is aptly our Asshole of the Year award name. You know, we named it after him because Mitch McConnell just loved being an asshole. But again, there's still plenty of guys out there like that. So you got to keep pushing progress forward. But moving on here, I know y'all is, uh, I know y'all ain't going to know nothing about this, but uh, this is for me. Okay. I just want to say the F1 season started off last weekend and God damn, did it feel good to see Max Verstappen crying like a little hoe. Ooh. David, oh my God, it felt so good to watch little Max Verstappen crying. Oh, what is this? Oh, what is this? Oh, you can just see the tears. You can just hear them coming down his face. It was glorious to watch Red Bull not only not finish Max Verstappen, but they also did not finish Mr. Perez. So <laughs> that's what you cheating bastards get. That is what you get. That's why Michael Massey don't got a job no more because he helped y'all cheat to get your non-championship because I will never, ever, 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 ever count it in my record book. So, yes. And if you haven't been watching F1, I would advise you to go watch this show on Netflix. It'll get you into it. And also, it's the start of a new season where it is new cars, so this is your chance to get into it. Terrell, Daryl, there you go, baby. It's your chance. Nope. Yes. Hey, hey, you support the black driver, Lewis Hamilton, who be out here doing his thing. And excuse me, I was disrespectful. I didn't call him his proper name. It is Sir Lewis Hamilton because he's been knighted. You know what I'm saying? He's that man. I don't know if y'all know that. You know what I'm saying? He's a classy guy. He's been knighted. <laughs> yeah, so it's the guy in Bridgerton and he left. So anyways. Who? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, that was uh, glorious over this last week. But I am actually going to end Span Shenanigans on a high note for everybody here. And it's actually me just wanting to shout out two people that are out here legitimately chasing their dreams. And I'm happy to see them both having success. They're, two, they're both friends of mine. So to uh, Mary-Kate O'Donnell, and to Miss Lauren Hahn, I just want to say, ladies, I see what y'all doing with your art. Keep doing it. It is awesome. I want more people to chase their dreams. I want more people to keep doing the things that legitimately will make them happy. And I'm glad to see y'all doing it and glad to see y'all having success. Every time I see your post on Facebook, 
It brings a big smile to my face to see you guys chasing your passion. So, ladies, please keep doing your thing because I know what you guys are doing will inspire a lot of other people as I know myself as I continue to share the things that are going on in your journeys there. So please, please, please keep chasing your dreams. Ladies, special shout out to y'all. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a trip into the mind of a madman that was Spanchenegans. As I tell you guys each and every week, though, please, people, stop paying attention to, Kar to the Kardashians, which I see that you've been doing because the motherfuckers is going off the air. Woo! What They're you got to say? They're on Hulu. Hey, 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 it ain't gonna be new episodes. It ain't gonna be new episodes. We good. We good. There is new okay. episodes. That's because they finishing that shit up, dog. Don't you understand? They they done recording the Kardashians at this point. And people did what I asked, which was stop paying attention to the Kardashians because they don't give a damn about you or your family or anyone around you. All they care about is taking your time and money and attention. Pay attention to science, people. Pay attention to politics. These are things that are in your life that can help change your life for the better as long as you are paying attention and putting in your time and investment into them. So please, as I say each and every time, stop paying attention to the Kardashians. Pay attention to science, people. It can help change your lives for the better. But that's all I got for you this week. Well, since he already stole my line saying that's Spanish shenanigans, there ain't really much I can say here. <laughs> but, uh, but regardless, like I say, Jerome does make a good point. Like I say, there, you know, say people focus too much on celebrity culture, and it does kind of leak over into their everyday lives, and they get obsessed about it. So yeah, stop paying attention to those people. Those people don't know you. They. Let's say if you meet, if you saw them in a mall and you said, oh, hey, hi, you're one of the Kardashians. And they just say, oh, what's up? That means they don't care about you. Let's say I've met a few celebrities just around the way. You know, I've had the pleasure of meeting Paul Walter Hauser. And for those of you that are just like, who's Paul Walter Hauser? Let's say anybody that's watched Cobra Kai, he plays the character of Stingray. Let's say anybody that has watched Cruella, he plays the character of Horace. That movie I mean, that Clint Eastwood did. You got to hang out with Corey Taylor, bro. Let's let you you bury in the lead. You got to hang out with Corey, bro. Yeah, but I met Paul Walter Hauser like like on the second Jericho Cruise, and super awesome guy. Like he just spent most of the time just just hanging out with people, drinking, and just being just a ball of energy. I mean, like I say that guy was awesome. I say someone else who someone else who I got to meet though who who is actually a super awesome person, and it's more so for our wrestling fans is Shaw Guerrero. Like say she is just a genuine sweetheart. Say so anybody that may that 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 gets a chance to uh, go check out the Vaudez performance anytime that they're performing in your area because like I say it's a good show. Shaw Guerrero is awesome. You know, like I say the whole troupe is just great great group of individuals. But don't worry, people. I am trying to work Terrell behind the scenes. I'm putting that pressure on him. Y'all know what I mean. I've had to do it to him for years. I'm putting that pressure on him. We're we going to make it happen. <laughs> anyways, anyways, now it's time to go back into a cage when we're talking about pro wrestling. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we can't bury the lead. Be in the ropes. I mean, there's cage matches in wrestling, so boom. Anyways, <laughs> let's say 
don't don't forget about the famous Lions Den match that happened in the late nineties too. Yep, he puts his hand in he puts his face in his hands, but he knows it's true. But I try and forget about things like that. The the yeah. real super gimmicky, like what the hell are we doing? I try and forget about them. <laughs> then you remind me. But I say, so coming coming yesterday, uh, let's say on first take, we found out that the in ring career of one Paul Levesque, aka known as Hunter Hearst Helmsley, aka as Triple H, is officially over now. Uh, due to his recent health scare, you know, the issues that he was having with his heart. Um, Daryl, I mean, like I say, it's one of those things with, with Triple H, a lot of people have a lot of uh, weird feelings about the guy in general. I, I want to I get your take on, like say, what you think about Triple H's legacy and, you know, the fact that the man, we won't ever see the man compete in the ring again. Triple H was a part of every major faction in wrestling. Let alone being the ultimate game changer in like power. Saying like pretty much he was the Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> he was the Jeff Jarrett of TNA. <laughs> pretty much the equivalent of the WWE. Like, you could not get over Triple H at all. Like, Triple H even, like, buried Sting. Come on now. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't. Triple H just had, he he played his move smart. Like, if, if you really look at it, like, Triple H is really, like, a smart man in the business. He, he took every opportunity when it was presented to him. And... Well, well, him, pretty much a lot of superstars wouldn't be the same. I think it's like all that error, like he, from the beginning, from being Hunter Hearst Helmsley, having a whole little royalty freaking gimmick to like being like a complete, like defiant badass to the, the, he's probably like the, what was it? The ruthless aggression era like that's where like it's like the the peak of like triple h right then like they're like after that it's just like belt collecting so i say like triple h did his part in the business but you mean the era that actually doesn't exist ruthless aggression this fake thing that vince mcmahon made up you mean that ruthless aggression yeah that one. <laughs> oh, the the john cena what what do you bring, young man, that nobody else brings? Ruthless aggression. <laughs> like, what, what did I just think? What did I just think for a, sp a split second? Jerome was gonna, gonna like bust out with something like the super friends when he was saying that. Like, <laughs> like, 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 that's that's what I thought. Like, I, that's all my mind went to. I was like. Like why about why do I feel like I'm about to watch an episode of Super Friends? A Apache Chief in the truck. That's where I was going at. Like like that's where my mind went. I'm sorry. Will our heroes get out of the vices of the Legion of Doom on today's Justice League? <laughs> Boy, but 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 Jerome, you you've been very adamant about your feelings about Triple H for years and years and years and years. Oh. Now that the man has officially retired from in ring, what are your thoughts? 
All right. So now I can actually be fair to him and stop having to worry about him being forced back down my throat for another match here at WrestleMania. So we can have this conversation about Triple H. One of the best of his era. Um, would I call him one of the best of all time? As far as like, if, it, if we were just breaking it down to like the top 10, no, I would not say that. But he is a, without a shadow of a doubt, just off his individual career, he deserves being in the Hall of Fame, right? He's had a lot of success. Um, he's had rivalries with countless amounts of guys from hit from the era he came in to the to some of the guys that are left now in this era, like a Randy Orton, right? He's had rivalries from here to there. He's had amazing matches at times when the match isn't too dependent on him, right? He's had quite a few amazing matches in that way. I look I for all the crap that I give him, um, Minus the last match between him and The Undertaker, their previous matches had been good. But they like that, that we're not going to talk about that old man shit show special <laughs> that we got to see. We're not going to talk about all that. We're going to act for all intents and purposes. We're going to act like that doesn't even exist. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, wait. Are we, are we forgetting the one on one match between Triple H and Undertaker at, in Saudi Arabia? Or are we forgetting a tag match between we, DX those, and the Brothers look, of Destruction? Look, anything from when him, when they had that shit show at WrestleMania, anything from then on, those don't even exist in my mind. Okay. Those were called paychecks, money grabs. Okay. Not, so, not, uh, not even the Batista Triple H? Nope. Doesn't even exist. Does not <laughs> exist in my mind. Okay. But to the point, though, I have to give him credit because the character, I think one of the best um, face to heel turns that we got over that era of wrestling, right, was Triple H turning on DX and becoming the game, you know, becoming the sledgehammer guy, right? That was an awesome turn. Because at that point, if you guys remember, with DX, it didn't seem like DX was breaking up anytime soon, right? It didn't seem like there was any fractures in the group, any any fissures. And then all of a sudden, China hops up on the rope, distraction, distracting the referee, keeping the referee, and then boom, pedigree to X-Pac. Huge moments, right? So he's got big moments and everything. So his career has been one that I think even – 20, 30 years from now, people will still talk about his relevance. And I don't know how much more of a high compliment I can give you than to say even 30 years from now, people will still talk about you. You had a great career. It's sad to see that it has to end in this way for him, right? But as we know, T, we've talked about this for years on here. A lot of these guys, they wrestle until they are literally forced to stop. And it, like you have to basically drag them away from the ring in order for that to happen. And essentially, that's what's happening now. This was a medical, hey, grab him by the collar. You're done, buddy. You're done. No more. So, because I don't think he wants to have that uh, Mickey Rourke in the wrestler moment where he's jumping off the top rope about to die. <laughs> like, I, I, don't think, I don't think he wants that. So, um, mad respect to Triple H, though. I hope that he can have a recovery here. I hope this isn't something that's going to end up shortening his lifespan because I think he's still good for the business. If you put him in, in the Vince McMahon role, I thought he was, I thought he was actually great 
when they were building up him and Stephanie to be that role, I thought that was more effective than a lot of what they're doing, especially now with like Adam Pierce and uh, and what's her name, Sonny Deville. Sonia. Sonia. Sonia Deville. I always call her Sonny, bro. I don't know why, man. Boy. But yeah, because you flash because you flash back to your childhood. That's why. Maybe, maybe <laughs> right. <there. laughs> but yes. Uh, I, th- I think Triple H was one of the best of his era for sure, and it- it's sad to see that it has to be forcefully ended on him. But again, when you know anything about athletes from wrestlers, football players, basketball players, baseball players, hockey players, sometimes there are certain guys that until the doctor says, my boy, you cannot do this anymore, they're just like, <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can. Just look at Tom Brady crazy ass. Hey, yes, did, Tom Brady, did, Tom, did, you, did you find it as funny as I did that that man spent like two months with his family? He was like, fuck this. Let's <laughs> say Tom Brady pulled a Ric Flair or a Terry Funk. Just like, oh, I'm retired. No, I'm not. I'm good. I need to be out. Let's say. But no, it, 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 it's just funny. It's, that Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair he got the people telling him, oh, I love you. Just for him to come back again and be like, <laughs> but I mean, like I say, we, we, we got to give regards to Triple H. Like I say, say, like I say, the man, the man did great things with his version of NXT. Like, like as much as Jerome likes to crap on NXT, you can, you can, you can definitely say, yeah, don't you, don't you give me the me, moi, me, don't give, don't you give me that crap. Let's hey. say. I, I'm still waiting on you to tell me about how I was right. I'm still waiting on it. Well, you're gonna be waiting. Look, Vince is okay. just proving my Drum. point for me. Drum. 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 I will tell you that you're right when you're on your deathbed. Oh wow! <laughs> See, you're just mad. Just, because... just, just imagine. Just imagine this. I want everybody to imagine Jerome cusping on to the last breath of life. I'm in this. I'm I'm next to him. I'm next to him with his okay. wife and his daughter. So and I grab his hand and I lean over and I say, You were right. He's so fucking petty. He can go to the upper room with no regrets in life. <laughs> with, with, he he can't he can't let's say his soul will be able to pass over because he knows he would have gotten that one last bit of satisfaction. Oh Lord, the upper room. Oh yep. my gosh. Yep. <laughs> but but no, like we, we credit credit where credit's due because like I say he helped cultivate a lot of a lot of fan interest in that NXT product. Like 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 when everybody else was saying, Oh god, the WWE main roster is terrible, the WWE main roster is terrible, he had NXT buzzing. Like to the point where they were selling out arenas. Okay, they weren't just doing full sale and all that other stuff. They were selling out arenas for their takeovers. You know, like I say the stars of NXT were their own thing. I mean, if any, if anything, I would have just said, "Hey, Triple H, just go make this your own promotion." I'd I'd been something like, "Just make this your own promotion. Do your thing, blah blah." You know, just let him do his thing. See how successful he could have been. I guarantee you, he would have done a good job. But you know, Vince decided he wanted to get his hands in NAC, and boy, oh boy, we've seen the crap show that's turned into. So, one question for you, T. 
what the NXT titles mean now. Hmm? What do they mean? Hmm? Oh, they don't mean what nothing do mean? now. I mm, mm, business, but, but you can, not tell you for the but, longest. But mm. you can also say the same thing about the main roster titles, like the women's mm. tag team titles, the Intercontinental title, the United States title. Like, can you say that those mean more than the NXT, the, any title in NXT? You, you uh, missed, yes, you, you miss, yes. missing the twenty four t- uh, hours. Hey, 24 the twenty four seven title mean more than the WWE NXT Championship. I'm gonna say it right now. Wait, that's wait. Hard. At least you acknowledged as the 24/7 champion. That's hard. Well, let's say this. I mean, they acknowledged Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler as NXT champion on Raw. Who? You don't know who Dolph Ziggler is, man. You need no, to no, start I, watching wrestling I more. Who, I know who Dolph Ziggler is, but but who was that first guy you said? Who? Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Who? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Rick Steiner's son. Who? You don't know who Rick Steiner is? Oh no, I know, but my point to you still is who? Well, this well, is, this, is he done? This, this is a bias, um, bias um question to him because he um doesn't respect um wrestlers. So um yeah. Wow, how you, how you say that? You know, you, you know what? I guarantee you that you probably give more respect to Sami Zayn's wrestling. Than you would to an entire roster full of great UK and American rosters on NXT. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this back on the table here again because I see <laughs> there must be some type of misunderstanding here of what the point is. The point to y'all, fellas, is not how good anybody is in NXT, not how quality of a wrestler they are. The point to y'all, which you still do not want to acknowledge, acknowledge me, is that that man was from NXT. That man was from NXT. He was OVW. Shut up. No, no. Actually, let's say watch, watch. Evil. They show him in NXT. He was not Ohio. Start off, dog. Stop this shit. No. Florida Championship uh, 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 Wrestling, which turned into NXT. There we go. Which, which, sorry. Which turned into NXT. FCW. That's where he's known as. That's where those guys are really known as. Okay. They're not known actually, in FCW, he was known as Leaky. And then when NXT started, he became Roman Reigns. Correct. Okay. Don't forget, Seth Rollins was, an NXT, was the first ever NXT champion. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose was in NXT. And Let's how see. long ago was that? Why you gotta go with semantics? Destiny yep. was little when all that was happening. That was when NXT actually meant something for you, possibly in your career. But uh, real shortly after that, didn't seem to mean much. But, hey, would, y'all just want to keep. We wouldn't have like, we oh, wouldn't NXT. have Big E without NXT. True. Hey, cool. Cool. That's cool. Here's or Xavier Woods. We, 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 we here's where have, we here's have where I argue you down. Here's where I argue you down. You would still have those guys. They just wouldn't have been televised before you saw them on WWE. Nope. Sorry. Not sorry. Not exactly. Sorry. Okay. You would still okay. have those guys. Not 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 Finn Balor because you know New Japan. He was the original leader of Bullet Club. So um, yep. Mm-hmm. Founding I, member. Of- 
yeah, and, founding member. And, and I got a question for y'all. I got a question for y'all. So, what did that do for him in the common lexicon with people? Did that make him a known name? He was unknown until NXT because not the average person is going to watch the New Japan. Right, and they knew him as as Prince Prince Devitt, not as Finn uh-huh. Balor. Uh huh. Right. And then he went to WWE, and when he finally got to the main roster, he had real fame now, right? I mean, he was the first ever Universal Champion, so yeah. And so, and, and then when and, he got and they hurt, that dis- right, then and he it- got hurt and came back. What did all his NXT glory mean for him? Hmm? What did it mean for him? Nothing because Tell this man's an antiquated old man that doesn't understand people getting hurt. Think about it. We saw we saw one of the biggest pops in the world happen when Dolph Ziggler cashed in his money in the bank, won the world heavyweight title. We and everybody knew, but then Dolph kept getting hurt, and then Vince McMahon lost faith. All it takes is one injury for Vince McMahon to truly lose faith in you. Like that's what it takes. It takes one injury. Hey, that's, that's it. That's cool. I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. All I'm saying is is factually all that NXT shit meant nothing. And that that's been my overarching point on this for the longest with you guys, which is that dude Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, you, you want to talk about him? You want to talk about how Drew had to come into WWE and fail out one time before he came back and had success? You want to talk about that? Without NXT, Drew McIntyre wouldn't be Drew McIntyre now. Because Drew he had to come in. No, 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 no. No, hear me yeah, out. Hear Drew me out. Drew McIntyre owes his entire career to a certain guy that never got the love that he should get. Who? Because fans gave no shits about this man until Who? a certain leader of 3MB decided to show people what the guys could actually do. Okay? Heath? If not for Heath, I'm t- I promise you, if not for Heath Ledger, Drew McIntyre don't mean shit in WWE. Slater. Heath Slater. Not Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger played the Joker. You said Ledger. You oh, said shit. Heath Ledger. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> that's, a, but yes. that's a huge difference right there. That's a huge difference. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. My bad. But yes, no, but- he, sl- he owes his whole career to Heath Slater. Plain out and simple. Facts. Argument. You, you realize he got released while he was a member of 3MB, right? Hey, but people actually started liking him when he was in 3MB. Before that, people was like, get this fucking job right out of my face. So you, you so you're so you're saying that you were a fan of Jinder Mahal too when he was yes. in 3MB. Boy, you know I come on T. You know ITC has always loved fucking 3MB. Come on, I'm baby. not gonna lie, deny that. I'm not gonna deny that. We always love 3MB. <laughs> Come you on, know? Now. No, Those but guys, bro. It's a three-man yep. band in this bitch. Woo! <laughs> but, I think Daryl froze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. like, Daryl froze out. It's okay. We'll get him back at some point in time. But Jerome, one other thing I wanted to touch base on. Um, let's say because we'll touch base on something else at the end of the show. But one other thing I want to touch base on, and it's not a very general, it's a very general topic, okay? It's not very, you know, central focus. But I think that in, in the world of wrestling, we have gotten to a point where a lot of things 
seem to be with some things they're not as great as they once were and other things it's really we're doing that this day and age with things that have gone on in the past and i'm not saying it's anything to get canceled over so don't cancel me for trying not to cancel something but you know like i say and once we get daryl back like i say we'll see if I'll, I'll touch base on one of the things with him but have you, but I, you watched AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, correct? Jerome, your mic's off. <laughs> Whoops. All right, yes. I didn't watch it in totality, but I did watch, um, I do have a, a general idea of what happened over the course of the night, though. Okay, so the whole Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti versus American Top Team. Um, and the statement that, you know, Sammy said, said, Hey Dan, if you saw what we did with that belt, when we were to get, when I still had it, let's say we live in your head rent free, but we also live in your mouth now too. Mm-hmm. Um, now did you, now did you see the follow-up picture that was posted on Twitter? No, who posted it? Let me, let me see who posted it. I, I want to say it was Sammy Guevara, but. Let's just say that um, we do see the TNT title and a little bit more Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti than I was expecting to see. Hold on, I gotta see this picture because you make it sound very, very horrible. You found it, didn't you? I just saw. Uh, I see that look on your face. Uh, I see that look on your face. Okay, so you were very, very accurate. Oh man. Okay. All right. But, 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 and, and the reason I bring that up is because if you think about like a few years ago, although it wasn't a storyline or anything like that, we had a similar thing happen with a certain woman that is since retired from the ring in page and like that woman was and mind you like yeah it was a leaked tape and we all know it was let's say we all know it's a leaked tape and everything like that but when it came down to it like do you realize how many people looked at that nxt women's title it's just like yeah after seeing what happened with with that belt and yet yet they're playing up to this in AEW, like they're playing up to it, and they say you just saw the picture. Come on, that's that is not a PG picture whatsoever. Like the only thing that makes it PG is the TNT title covering things. You know, they say I'm surprised that picture's not up on Pornhub.com. Okay, Jeez, I'm just saying it's not that bad. Whoa, whoa, all right, all right. you're being hyperbolic now. <laughs> like, like, I'll go. On, on, I'll be. I'll be it's hyperbolic. I'll go in the time chamber. I'll train for a day, which is a year. I don't care. I'm just saying that. I'm gonna say when did you become a pre? Um, let's see. When we demonize one person for something, and then like we, we society. Okay, let's let's talk about it then, right? Let's talk about it. So when that happened with Paige, right? Why did she get demonized? Why? Because the tape because the tape got leaked. But more so, mm. go ahead, go no. ahead, go ahead. She got demonized. Because at that time, 
she was the face of what they were trying to do with the women in an era where they were still trying to keep it very, very PG. She got demonized for that reason. It wasn't because the tape got leaked. Man, Kim Kardashian is super famous and known in our society as someone when the only reason she's famous is because her Ray J tape got leaked. Okay? So let's not act like showing having sex on camera is something that'll prevent you from being famous. I got one I have one thing to counteract this because I stumbled upon the YouTube webs and there was like how much slut shaming has been in like in the matter of the, the coming years and if you actually go back and actually see every little tight disc that every woman's promo that actually had it's kind of wild it's pretty much to the same state like we can get on page for doing all that nonsense with the title versus they have every promo just going back and forth saying pretty much the same thing what page did so what's worse putting it in actually profiting off of it or just getting caught well here's my thing first off i must just say it i'm gonna be the dude on here First off, America is just too fucking prude, okay, if we're being honest, okay? America gets offended when they hear the word, they get all wiggly and shit when they hear the word penis, and it's a medical <laughs> word, okay? You can see that? It's a medical word, a medical description of an orifice that is on our body, and yet people still get, ooh, oh my God about it. America's a bunch of prudes. So judging based off of how America reacts to things is kind of weird because in some parts of America, right? They we weren't slut shaming anyone, right? We weren't Paige wasn't getting killed. There was still a good section of America that was like, wait a minute, dog, she has sex on camera with her man, okay? And then someone else leaked the footage. That's not on her. Um, it wasn't someone it, else, it was it, it Brad. Was, it, it, Brad Maddox did it. The guy in the video did it. Yeah, black, did, black. did it end up being him? I thought he it was it was Brad it was Brad when his shit got stolen. No, it was Brad Maddox. And then like, Xavier. I could have <laughs> swore they said Xavier. He, I could have swore they even that it came out at the time that his shit got stolen. Because why why would he put out his own video though, taking a camera like a, a, a iPhone video of what's on the computer screen? I don't understand that. Cause maybe he couldn't maybe because for some strange reason he couldn't get it onto like he couldn't download something. I don't know. Because think about it. If it was on the computer screen, why would... He, let's say... It, it, it's weird. Because it was an iPhone video. Like, maybe he was trying to get it something. It's weird. Okay? Like I say. Because... Hey. But let's let's not get this twisted. Because everything is going to be good. Because we're not trying to get all R-rated like Xavier Woods. Okay? But... <laughs> still to this day, one of the greatest lines that was ever said on SmackDown... I give props to the Usos because not only are they the bloodline, but they are the ones. Better throw that finger up, Daryl. Better throw that finger up. Better, better recognize. I'm not a, a stand. Stands. Stands. <laughs> well, you know what? So long. Troll that did me so wrong. I don't want to go on. Without well, you well, trolling me in my well, life. Well, all, all I got, all I gotta say, Something I'm gonna troll myself. 
and the Usos brothers are going to interfere in the title match. So I'm I'm already I'm already down to that already. That's 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 not a spoiler. Just just letting you know, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> hey, look. Say, all I'm a, to to the point though. I, I know I got a side To the point of what you say, though, T. I think if people are getting up on the arms about that, you're a little too sensitive and a little too prude to probably be watching something like wrestling. Then, if you want me to be frank, like if they're getting up in arms about it, come on, baby. Look, man, people is out here making a million dollars off of selling pictures on OnlyFans. Okay, let's not act like. The porn industry became a billion dollar business because one person was buying porn. Okay. I think the problem is, is that in our society, anything uh, that can be perceived as like provocative or like sexual, people get real, you know, because we still have that, what about the kids shit in our mind? And my answer to you is, what about the kids? Tell their parents to do a better job raising them. Yeah, for real. We don't need a world of Helen Lovejoy's. But, but like I say, it's one of those things where, where like I say, I, I kind of saw the difference and it was like, okay, you know, but like, it's more so the fact that like wrestling fans are just like, oh, but the title, the title means this and blah, blah. I'm like, you realize that most of these guys, when they win these titles, they get replicas of these belts. So it's not actually the actual real title that they're using. You know, like I say, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan has enough money to be like, hey, Sammy, go ahead, take this belt. Uh, here's a replica, but just remember, leave the other one, you know, like I say, you know, alone and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure Sammy Guevara had a replica belt of the TNT title. It's not it's not like we haven't had, like, what, three different versions of that belt in the short time it's been around? And I just want to point out. Hey, I just I'm sorry, point four, out. four different versions. Aren't these the same wrestling fans that were crying and whining about how PG things had gotten? Those same ones complaining now? It happens. It I'm happens. just saying, it's look. It's a, we live in a world of hypocrisy, man. You know this. I just want to point out, listen, man, as much as everybody talks about the Attitude Era, we want to talk about it. How they treated women there, it was all purely of a sexual nature. Even the yeah. women that could actually wrestle, they yep. were still having them go out there and do stuff like bra and panties matches. So, again, I don't know where all this prudeness comes from out of wrestling fans all of a sudden when they, they're the same ones that want to up, you know what I'm saying, the Attitude Era and all that stuff that went on there. Let's, Everybody let's, talks about Stone Cold, but let's we just, talk about the mud wrestling, huh? Let's just let's just put it to you like this. During the Attitude Era, Deborah McMichael was the women's champion. That should sum it up all together. Because literally, that woman couldn't wrestle her way out of a paper bag if you gave her assistance. So if you really want to know what it's like, just go watch the um Dark Side of the Ring on Luna Vachon. Oh, Luna yeah. Vachon was an actual wrestler and was probably yep. like the best that they had on their roster. In her times there, and look at how they treated her. Oh yeah, like say Alundra, like say you gotta think Alundra Blaze, like she said that, like even Medusa, formerly known as Alundra Blaze, said she just wanted to drop the belt to Luna, like at a show, and Luna was like so over the moon about that. And mind you, and mind you, and this is something that still irritates me to this day. As much of a impact as Luna Vachon had on the business, especially in that time frame. 
why is like say she got inducted into the hall of fame as a legacy recipient there was no fanfare for her it was just a by the way luna's hit in here too it's like i think luna's with sean deserved a lot more i personally do a lot more than charmel that's what i'm saying <laughs> like you, you mean you mean Char- Charmel, who had one of the worst wrestling matches of all time oh. with Jenna Maraska in Impact Wrestling, which is a Lord. place that you, your boys, the Bullet Club, are at right now. I rather put Crystal in the Hall of Fame before I put Charmel. <laughs> okay, number one, we're not gonna get crazy because I believe. Oh no! Because here's the thing, Crystal. Yeah, no. Not in the, no, God, no, no. If Crystal went into the into the Hall of Fame, I would literally be like, uh, "Did someone have an aneurysm making that decision?" Because that's a no. Because here's the thing, Char- Charmel, you could actually give credence to Charmel having a better, like, say, resume to go in the Hall of Fame than Crystal. Charmel was a Nitro girl. She was in WCW. She was she was with the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea as Paisley. When she came in the WWE, okay, she didn't really do much, okay? But think about it. Look at the presentation of King Buka, okay? Just imagine that presentation without Charmel. Like I say, with having Charmel there, that just made him a little bit more over the top. That just made things a little bit better as far as the perception of King Booker. Because not only did you have Booker doing the whole fake British accent thing, but you also had Booker... You know, he also had Charmel, but it's like, all hell, King Booker! King Booker! I'm not going to knock Charmel because one conversation that we've had for quite a few amount of years here is that there's not enough valets in wrestling currently. Like, some guys clearly, like, some wrestlers clearly, clearly need a valet, right? Like, that's one thing I love about what they're doing with Reggie, is that some of these women wrestlers really needed a valet that could come out and get more of a response from the crowds, get more of a response from just people in general. Right. A lot of the male wrestlers suffered from that too. Look, I hated Braun Strowman and his time in WWE, but you know, what would have made him more impactful for someone like me, give him a valet that can actually talk, give him someone that can do the talking and let him just be the big menace. It's why he worked so great with Bray Wyatt because he got to just be the big menacing force. It's part of what I like what they're doing with Omos. They're not allowing him to talk too damn much. When he talks, he just says pretty much, I'm about to stomp somebody's head in, and then ends it at that, right? But now it's like we've hit a point where certain wrestlers that should have valets don't have them, and it's to their detriment. I And like Terrell was saying, Charmel being a valet for Booker T – made his role of King Booker that much more impactful. It made the whole thing, the whole presentation come across much better and be more believable. But, you know, that's that's us being reasonable wrestling fans saying, well, we know what works in this business. I agree with that. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. That's that's a good point. But 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 let me let me ask you this much too, Daryl, because you want to touch bases on this early, okay? Because we're gonna get off Charmel because Booker's gonna get on top. Anyways, but what we're gonna do here is okay, you want to talk about the bullet club and everything going on. Like, dude, is it just me? But has the bullet club lost a lot of their steam since 
the the members like Kenny Omega and all them all left because like the Switchblade era Bullet Club just has not really set the world on fire like it should have. How I look at it now, and I had to, I had to like be honest with myself, mm-hmm. like from 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 Prince to AJ to Omega to Jay White. It's it's bad, and like. You have founders of the actual group failing. Like, it's, I just don't understand what's going on. This is like an implosion of power. This is all this is. It's like an implosion of power. You got Jay White and three freaking wrestling companies controlling one freaking group. Doesn't work. This is why the whole, that's why Omega and, and the Young Bucks and, freaking marty and all that other stuff when, when that whole thing like was done after adam cole left and went to wwe that was that was the perfect end to the bullet club right then and there adam that, cole baby that that that's when it was done because there's the the last hurrah for bullet club any any site was probably that first all out that's it done done and over with because now it's like, let's try to get the group together again. Let's add some new more. So let's add some new people. It's acting like the NWO. It, that's what the Bullet Club is now. The NWO in New Japan. And it's bad. You got a bunch of people turn on each other. You got a bunch of people beating up people that they shouldn't even beat up. They had no freaking storyline, no robbery at all. Just doing whatever the hell they want to do. And after that, say... Yeah, I'm the leader of my version of Bullet Club. And I say, this version sucks. There's no entertainment. There's no lore. There's a bunch of bad promos, talking shit, and then calling it a day. Are you willing to say at this point that they should just scrap even playing the Bullet Club up anymore and maybe try and do something different? Because look... I'm going to tell you something. As someone who didn't consume TNA at all, right? Get this shit out of my face. The Bullet Club is done, bro. Like, it, it for me, it was done like two years ago. I was sick of hearing about all this. Oh, the Bullet Club, the Bullet Club, the Bullet Club. So, and so, I get it. It's so great wrestling. The Omega on, baby. Oh, so, so, the Omega. The Omega. Throw it all out. Oh. Throw it out. Throw it out. What's the purpose? The, the, the gimmick had already been played up to its fullest at that point. Why are we going back to this same thing again? It's it's exactly what you're talking about with the NWO. All at one point, I remember this. There was the NWO, LWO, and the NWO Wolfpack, and 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 BWO. Oh yeah, and the BWO and, and ECW. Yep, great guys. So so it's like, come on, man. Like, what what are we doing right now? Like. Stop trying to keep revisiting the nostalgia for these groups. How about we make some new groups and let them have their own impact instead of just trying to replay up, oh, it's the Bullet Club again. It's one thing I hate about part of what they're doing in AEW, which is they took all these guys who were previously together, and they're like, well, let's just shove you together again. 
cool. I get it. They'll work together. But how about we get some new new groups going, some new some new teams, some new rivalries? How about that? Because look, I'm gonna keep saying it, and I said it to you early in the year last year. T. AEW is looking more and more like the good old boys good old club. Boys club. <laughs> it's w, look, it's w, AEW right now is hitting the point where it's like WCW in the 98. That's the point that they're at right now. We're about to hit 2000 era Nitro. Just you wait. Hey, <laughs> David Arquette's giving, he, he's ready to come through the, through the crowd and go ahead and get in the match and win the title again. I'm sure Wait, he's ready. AEW's oh, about no, to bring no, back no, David Arquette retired. He's about to bring and, back Bret Hart again in AEW. Uh, yo, once again. Yeah, it's another thing. Like, yo, what are we doing? Like, stop <laughs> Look, uh, y'all, y'all know Bret Hart is my all time favorite wrestler. Stop this madness. Please, 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 please. Stop this madness. How I many understand. more WWE wrestlers have to get released and then see him in the next three weeks? How many more times we got to do this? Jeff Hardy left WWE. Now that we're back to the good old before Wrestle. What 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 number WrestleMania did they uh, debuted in with that ladder match? When they just got done beating freaking Matt. Uh, uh, the, the Young Bucks. Young Bucks just at the freaking pay-per-view. Next night they go freaking WrestleMania. You couldn't that's WrestleMania 34. Yeah, you couldn't make that any better. Then you got him back at AEW again, doing the same old bullshit. And like, at least Malachi Black literally missed saying, I want to do new things and freaking build up wrestlers. Yes, that stable is strong. I think that's the strongest stable on that roster right now. The Dark Order's done. Let's call that call that dirt nap because unfortunately, Brody freaking passed, and that's. That killed it. That killed that whole freaking stable. Like Jungle Boy, we I'm over it. The whole uh you better be careful <laughs> talking about Jungle Boy with Terrell. You better be careful. I'm telling the truth because you know they're gonna lose to somebody that doesn't even deserve the damn titles, and it's gonna be the most stupidest win. Wait, we might lose it to the freaking two boys that act like John Cena all freaking day, rapping the down acclaimed? the ring. The, they might lose it to the acclaim. And you know what? I wouldn't get mad. You know why? Because I got tired of the gimmick. The gimmick was corny. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try hard. I want to win every match. No. Just keep them on dark. Keep half these people on dark. And you know what? Life would be a better place. Well, but we here, got... here's, here's my question go, go, for you guys, go, go. right? Here, here's my question for you guys, right? So with the current state of AEW... Can you guys tell me one, two storylines that they're doing right now that are of any consequence that are actually worth something? Keith Lee and, and Swerve versus uh, is that really worth something? Team, team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky yeah. Starks. But yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that's worth something uh, because that's a new storyline we haven't really seen it fleshed out. I would say more it's, so, more so the overlying story with MJF and Wardlow. Because they like say because building yes because that that was building for that was building for like the better part of a year and a half so they like say I can I can say that story because because you can't you can't deny that like say the MJF and CM Punk story was by far the best wrestling story that has happened out but of it within the confines of AEW since the I formation of the a, whole group. Of I think that promotion. was a disservice though to to MJF because now. Instead of him building up to something like CM Punk, 
Now he's going back into a rivalry with someone way less relevant. Way. No, 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 this is the thing, though. Like, MJF had that rivalry with CM Punk was the same thing with him and Jericho. It's it's literally like make you go against a superstar and build your name up to to a certain extent. Like you are known to be like like CM Punk called him another Miz. He is MJF is the Miz of the AEW. Let's get that straight right now. Like that's the Miz. But oh yeah, that's the same character. Yeah, we for we, sure. we we do not have like we we can have the Warlow. That's that's a storyline. We can add the freaking Team Taz versus Keith Lee and Swerve, and then after that, you don't have nothing. You can go the Sammy route. That's not going to work for me because that is just just going to be tossed away again. I like the only well. Can we say the American Top Team? Can we just keep that? Because that's been building up for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Like, you're not getting away from that. Like, that's something there. I don't know what they're doing. I think that's their entryway of bringing MMA fighters that can't fight no more and make them or who get beat up Or who get beat up all the time. Yeah, like, like that. That's that's more like an entryway. But other than that, you don't see nothing. You just see a debut every two weeks. That's it. Every two weeks, you get someone new. Throw him on the but, roster. But I'm here, waiting for Cesaro to pop up at this point. But to the point, though, to the point, I have to ask. And and I know you kind of answered the question, but I think I think maybe I could you'll understand me better if I phrase it this way, right? They had that hangman page storyline building up for like two years, dude, before they cashed in. Right? Before like you knew where it was building to eventually, but they they kept playing it appropriately. What do they have in in there now that it's like, okay, I can see this playing out long term that's going to bring us viewership of, of wrestling fans to say, hey, they're telling a real story right now. Well, well, Tony Khan's trying to build this Adam Cole, Adam Page nonsense right now. So how many matches and how many pay-per-views do you need? Five for this one? How many? How many was for the Kenny Omega one when he was trying to get the belt from uh, Moxley? How many? How many buildups was that? Uh, they only really had the one. It was just a shoot one, yeah. Let's say they yeah they only like say Moxley and Kenny Omega wrestled in AEW twice. One was that non-sanctioned match where Moxley won. The other one was for the title, and like say and they kept them really far apart. I mean, look at look at like what they did with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Like they had that that lights out match at St. Patrick's Day Slam a year ago, and they kept them apart. Like they literally separated them until they were getting close to saying, okay, it's time to have Thunder Rosa, you know, go after the belt off of Britt Baker, which by the way, can we just all say, say it's kind of interesting that the women's title got a complete remodel after Brandy and Cody left the company. Can we all just say say that that's interesting right no, there? That belt, got re- that belt got remastered twice already, now. Twice. Oh, oh, okay. But the first one looked like look 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 looked like a jewelry store prop toy that nobody wanted. The second one you looked like a like, like bigger. Paper's title. 
Yeah. The second the second one was just a bigger version of that belt. And now we're on the third iteration of this title. And I have to say, I like the third iteration the best. I don't I say I don't know what Brandy was smoking when she helped design the first one, but like say like it's like she wanted to try and make it look like one of the old belts from like the nineteen twenties, which it that that design isn't gonna work for a lot of the wrestlers in this day and age. Because of the fact that the belt was too small. I'm sorry, Nyla Rose with that title, it looked like she should, it looked like a trinket next to Nyla Rose, okay? Riho with the title, the belt was too big for Riho. The only person that that belt looked looked even decently on was Hikaru Shida. Because she was, like I say, she wasn't too big, she wasn't too small, she looked perfectly fine with that belt. And then, oh, they get the bigger version of the belt design right before Brick gets it. And then yeah, they design. And then they redesign it again right before Thunder Rosa. I'm just like, okay, I get that they that, that they're not going to redesign the title too often. And plus, like I say, with Brandy and the company, I think she would have been like, hey, I don't like the fact you're redesigning this title. But Brandy's not there. And let's say, think about it. It's not like we heard rumblings that they were going to redesign the women's title in AEW. No, it was literally, oh, okay, they made a bigger version. Oh, now this is a completely different looking belt. And it looks a lot sleeker now. It looks a lot better. It looks, it, it, it kind of is similar to the way the tag titles are designed, which I will say AW has some of the best looking tag team titles out there. But it's one of those, okay, how are we really going to perceive this whole thing? Because we have to look at it in terms of AEW, like they like to, have like people put on great matches, but then they like to separate them so that people aren't just like, okay, we need to do this all the time. I mean, we saw Moxley and Brian Danielson do the do the do the match at Revolution, and now they're a tag team. Which I'm glad that they kind of have a name now, the Blackpool Combat Club, because I'm just like, yo, that's actually a pretty sick ass name, you know, with William Regal in your corner. So that's not bad. But I mean, there's a lot to dissect there when it comes to the way that Tony Khan presents stories. And plus, let's say, for all we know, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, Ring of Honor is doing Supercard of Honor WrestleMania weekend. We don't know what's going to happen there. I, I, I tell you, you, you throw a wrench in the freaking AEW tag team division once you put the Briscoes in AEW. But the Briscoes won't get signed to AEW. Time Warner yeah. does not want... Tony Khan to sign the Briscoes because of some tweets in 2013 that that uh, Jay Briscoe, yeah, it was Jay, because Jay and Mark, like I say, hand in hand, but that Jay Briscoe made, a, and he even said, my character said this, not me personally, I don't care, and it was something of, it was something about, like, if he had a kid that was gay or something, like, I don't remember the exact tweet, but I remember hearing about it, like, five years ago, and now you're talking about Time Warner doesn't want. It's, it's just like no, don't sign these guys. We don't want them on our network. It's like okay, well, Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor, so he can still have them on his payroll. 
and I personally would have loved to have seen seen the Briscoes. I would have loved to have heard Reach for the Sky Boys and them come out in Jacksonville or one of these towns they've been going to since they've been back on the road. Because the Briscoes are in fact the best tag team out there that most people that 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 these casual fans that only watch watch Mon- that watch wrestling on Monday nights and Friday nights or may tune in to AEW for once in a while don't know about. Because those guys have been doing it for so long and they are like legit like two two good dudes that you look at, you're just like, I don't know if I want to fight them, but they are two of the nicest guys you will ever meet. It's crazy, and having the Briscoes, like I thought they were going to be in that one battle royal when they when after they said that whole purchase thing, I thought they were going to come out at that point. Like I want to see them Briscoes, I want to see Briscoes come out, and I'm just mm-hmm. like downplayed i'm like oh my gosh this is the same old bullshit tag teams again just battling it out once again and i'm like ah like when, like me personally i'll go go go, go. let's say me go. personally i'm actually thinking of ordering super card of honor just to see the briscoes versus ftr i don't like ftr that much i really don't I never liked them, even when they were in NXT, wiping everybody. I didn't like them. I don't know. They just give me that uh, Trevor Murdoch tag team vibes, and I hated them when they were on Raw, when uh, when they won the belts. That was one tag team that didn't need the belts. I still say that to this day. Like As they introducing like Shad – to the Hall of Fame and everything, I think Crime Time should have had the belts. The one tag team that should have had belts. Uh, you know what? I will agree with you because at points in times, it looked like they were going to pull the trigger with Crime Time, and they just never did. Like it was just like they were just like, no, this team is too entertaining. We don't want to put the belts on them. You know, and 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 I look at the Street Profits a lot of times, like not as blatant, but as a newer version of crime time where they're having a good time with the fans and stuff like that. But I've been loving this new version of the street profits lady lately with a little bit more aggression. And I've always said this, and I have gone on record of saying this multiple times. Montez Ford will go, is going to leave the street profits at some point in time. They're going to break that tag team up. I hope they do it so that they don't feud with each other. I hope they break them up and that, Ford goes off, does his thing. Dawkins does his thing. But Montez Ford is going to break out of uh, the Street Profits, and he is going to have a massive career as a heel. Because if you look, like, Montez Ford, entertaining guy, very charismatic. I say, I look at Montez Ford, I see money. I'm talking about, like, back up the Brinks truck, just drop the money in my bank account. That's how much money I see out of Montez Ford. But if you look at the way, like, look at a lot of stuff he's done where, like, he's dressed up nice and stuff like that. Like, like the way he carries himself, I'm like, Rock vibes. Rock vibes. Yeah, he has a lot. He has a lot of rock vibes. And you just look at him and you're just like, God, this guy is going to be such like all he needs is just the right, the right person in his ear to get him to that next level. Because the thing is, like Montez Ford, when he's serious, you see that serious side. You see him fired up. So let's play a game. 
and I just want to play this game with you, uh, with you guys here, because last time, T, it was me, you, and Cujo picking, and we were picking who was going to be the the star in the shield. And uh, I do just remember I picked a certain guy by the name of the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, and uh, it looks like time has proven your boy right. So I just want to say, since we're right here again, T. Wait, if wait. Who did I? Who did I pick? pick? Who did I pick? You, uh, you pick Seth Rollins, sir. And he's not. He hasn't been a star. Who? Who's the man? Who's the man? Becky Lynch. So, so, like I said, who's the man? Roman. So, I think I, I would say I won that one for sure. So now. Since we're here, you're saying that you don't you, you believe Montez Ford is a star, but you believe that he's not the one in the group, is what you're saying. No, I said Montez Ford is a star. He needs to be a heel though. Like to get him to that next level. Cause it, it, let's say, let's say Montez Ford is money. I disagree. I disagree with you on that. And here's what I and here's what here's the part that I disagree. Not that Montez Ford isn't money. He doesn't need to be a heel. What he needs to work with is a long-term single one-on-one heel relationship. The problem is, is that right now, everything that happens, it involves him and Dawkins, right? Everything. Everything is him and Dawkins, him and Dawkins. And you know, we don't like seeing groups being split up or being put or like pitted against each other, but we just want guys to be able to get their individual shine too, right? That was the one thing we said about with the New Day for, for a very long time, which was give these guys individually their opportunities to shine and they will show you that they can. Uh, I think Kofi proved that. I think he proved that. I think Xavier has proved that with uh, his run uh, becoming King Woods, right? So I think they've proven that. I think the same thing with both the Street Profits, but the thing with Montez is that you need him, you need him to be working with a heel that is still not able to injure on. him. That's not going not gonna. I think if you want me to be honest, I think the perfect person to have him work with would be like AJ Styles long term because their matches would still be way up here, right? Every time you know these guys are gonna come in and try and tear the house down, and then it'll still their their personalities would play off each other well. I know some people would try and say necessarily Seth Rollins, but the problem is is that I don't want Seth to change the character that he is now because otherwise if he changes that character, he's just going back to the Seth Rollins that we've always seen before, right? And I'm and I don't want to see that right now. I like the Seth that is right now that's more goofy. Um yeah, that's more goofy and like this Seth, I, I call him joke joker Seth. That's what I call him. He's like Oh, here we go. We're going the Joker template. We got Joker. We got Joker Sting. We got Joker Rollins. <laughs> but, but honestly, think about what like think about just what's happened with him recently. Think about like we can just go based off of just Monday Night Raw that just passed, right? Okay. He's la- he's laughing at everything. He's super frustrated. What happens? He doesn't really get angry. He does the Joker laugh and stuff and gets frustrated and loses his mind. And it's more playful. You know, it's playful, but, you know, there's a dark side to him where it's like, oh, no, he's trying to get over too, though. Like, he's got something up his sleeve for you. So 
I think that's what we need from Montez Ford more than anything is to allow him to work with someone individually and ha- and allow them to have those matches that tear the house down. Because as much as Montez is Ford, as much as his personality is getting him over, because I, I like I can tell you, I've seen this dude in the past couple months. I've seen him wrestle live twice, and the crowd pops for the Street Profits. Okay, they pop every time these guys come out. Like, oh, you should have seen. When they came out on, uh, uh, well, you know, I don't know if you guys saw that. You, you might not have seen that yet. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, you should have. Because I think they put that on SmackDown. When they ended up coming out and attacking the Usos. Yeah, I seen that. So the crowd went crazy. Like being in there and like people had already started leaving before that. And yet the, the arena still like exploded as soon as they came out. So they have something there, but they have to give these guys a solo opportunity soon. Otherwise, I think what's going to happen is we're going to see some of that New Day syndrome in the sense of that WWE shies away from putting them into, you know, one-on-one rivalries because they're like, no, we got this great thing that works as a tag team. I just don't want them to get pigeonholed like that. But they did because um, they only did it with Dawkins. They didn't do it with Montez because when – when Montez was injured, you remember that that period that he was like injured and they were on SmackDown. They showed they highlighted how Dawkins was super strong, this, that, and the third, pointing him out. They did they did that all with Dawkins. Doc, Dawkins is already established. It's just Montez that needs to be established. But see, that's the thing. But that's the thing, though. Like when you but here's the thing, they had to do that with Dawkins because you gotta think Montez is the high flyer. He's the one like if you really look at that group, who who who's got the most charisma? Like whose charisma just jumps out at the screen at you? Just by look just just by looking at them, just by seeing them walk to the ring, whose charisma is on is on is like right there on 10 at all times. It's four. And on top, and on top of that, I think Montez has a more established, impactful wrestling style. Dawkins, I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler. Don't, don't I don't want it to be taken any way like that because I actually think he's a good in the ring executor, right? But the problem is, if you mm-hmm. look at, let's just break down his move set, right? He's there's the nothing. The yeah, the like there's, the yeah, there's nothing that just pops off the screen at you, right? Like when you, as soon as you think of Montez Ford, you think of him flying through the air, throwing his body, doing all types of stuff. But there's no, that's not what it is for Dawkins. So I think he needs to, as far as being a wrestler, he has to establish his powerhouse style more. He needs to be more of a powerhouse. He needs to, and it's going to take him having to do some body refinement because in order to sell it, right, you have to kind of get the muscles and everything to go with. Even if you're going to kind of still have the chunky core, you got to be rock solid, you know what I mean, in your arms to where guys are like, oh, man, that guy's still – you know, he's absurd. That's a monster. I don't want to run into him. But he has to develop that powerhouse style more. Like, it, it's something that I think a majority of the wrestlers who come in with powerhouse styles suffer from. Bobby, if you watch the interview that WWE had put out um, with Bobby, um, I think it was Bobby Kofi and Xavier. Or no, Bobby Kofi and Biggie, excuse me. And one thing that they, that they talked about, which was that, hey, developing my style i had to watch these other guys and then i had to figure out how i can make it work for me i think with the, with guys that have a more versatile move set like a montez ford it's easier for them right because they can do much 
more variance in what they do every match. Mine, it, it, with Dawkins, he has to kind of stick to being powerhouse guy. And I don't feel like his style is truly developing. Like you, you guys remember both when Big E first was uh, up, right? When he was with AJ and uh, and CM Punk, right? It, Dolph. Uh, 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 Dolph. Dolph, I'm sorry. AJ and Dolph, I'm sorry. Um, his style wasn't as refined as it is now. It wasn't. You know, he, like, he used to try things that didn't really work for who he was. Now, he's Big E. He's coming to hammer your ass for a few minutes, throw you around this fucking ring, and give you that work. Saying that his career is coming to a halt because of the broken yeah. neck. Look, bro, I I would be very, very sad to see it because I felt like E still had some great years left in him. Yep. But I am a person who will say, and I if you see a Big E, I, more power to you, brother. Listen, dog, do what you need to to be healthy. I, you're a Hall of Famer already, man. If people don't want to admit it, it's cemented you. As soon as you got that WWE title, it's cemented you. You are a Hall of Famer already. You have came up from the bottom, got to the top. Okay, you have a you have a legacy in something in the new day that's going to live past your days of wrestling, right? You don't need to do anymore. Just do what's best for your health. If you have to take years away like guys like Edge had to do, and then maybe one day you can come back in the future, so be it. But, my dude, don't rush back now. Take your time, man. Take your time. Get healthy. Get healthy. Because, look, I, I I will say this. They can still find ways to use E even without him being a direct wrestler because he has enough of a skill set, a well-rounded skill set that, hey, we can use him different ways. You don't have to have him wrestling. Yep. I say that's very true. Very, very true. But they say we're coming up time clock and it's about to be time for us to end the show. But we will be remiss since this is the first inside the cage combat edition that we've done since it happened. We'll be remiss and not, you know, extending our condolences to the family of Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, as we lost him. I say a little about two weeks ago. I say, Mr. Hall, you will be missed. Yeah, um, you know, we actually talked about it on Sports Ball. Daryl actually did his top five Scott Hall moments there, and uh, yeah, he, Scott Hall for me is a—he's probably top ten all time. I, I loved him from when he was Razor Ramon. I've always—I always thought his like his charisma was just. He's one of those guys, right, that when you say the charisma is just oozing off of him, that's Scott Hall, right? So it, it was most definitely a sad thing for me to see, especially in the when we talked about this, which is that he had finally gotten his life kind of in order. You know what I mean? He had gotten clean. He was able to now enjoy just living his life and the fans and his family and all this stuff much, much more now. And it's just sad to see that as he was getting a procedure that was supposed to be helping him, that he ended up having the, the, you know, the blowback to where he ended up having the the three heart attacks. And then, you know, we, ended, they ended up having to take him off the life support. So it's most definitely rest in peace to Scott Hall there. Um, I don't think wrestling or the NWO would have ever been the same if they didn't have Scott Hall, Scott Hall allowed Kevin Nash for years to not really say much of nothing. Mm-hmm. 
But take the big guy role. No. Yep. But let's say, and 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 let's say. So we're gonna wrap up the show. I'm not gonna end it with the signature line, but we're gonna do it like this, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that you follow us on all social media. Jerome, drop the socials. Uh, y'all already know where to find me at J Spanda Man everywhere. Um, you'll see, either see the ITC logo or see my prettiest face. Remember, the prettiest guy on ITC. Period. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, you know where to look. While 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 Jerome's still in the land of delusion, Daryl, drop your socials. Low Elo Janitor Twitch. Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> At this nah, point. you got to say it right. Mr. Low Elo Janitor himself. <laughs> yeah. We got to do All that right. WWE content. That's what we got to do. Or 2K content. All See, right. Correct. <laughs> All right. Oh, and look at the last second. We just have a surprise visitor. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. say. Let's say, I'll let y'all behind Mace, the scenes. We got some recording to do still. So let's <laughs> say Mace just showed up. Hey Mace, we're giving out, we're dropping all the socials right now. Since you popped up, drop your socials too. <laughs> Yo, what up? Oh, oh, near the show. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check me out, man. Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash swaggy mace at Twitter funky underscore stuff09 or Instagram Sama. All right, and then you can find me at T Campbell underscore ITC. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, on Twitter at The Real Trade Camp. See, I can't even say it right now. They threw me all off. But, <laughs> but you can find me at The Real Trade Camp 24-7 on Twitter at T Campbell underscore ITC on Instagram. Please make sure that you follow our Facebook page as well so you can get all this hot content. Whenever we get a chance to put it out, Sports Ball's been doing it weekly. Combat, we got scheduling issues, but we're trying to fix that up right now. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, for myself, I am your host, Terrell Campbell. And I am your man, Jerome Spann. Remember, prettiest face in ITC, period. Woo! <laughs> and it's your boy, Daryl. <laughs> and then, Mace, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it, say it Mace. You know, you know that's your boy, Mace, making a guest appearance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for, for, for tuning in, watching, watching, listening to ITC Combat at and in the immortal words of Scott Hall, dreams come true, hard work pays off, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. <laughs>